Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I am so glad that you have joined me today for our look, our lesson on marriage. We're going to be diving into this very important topic, a very, very important topic, as God has created marriage upon the earth. Marriage in God's eyes, God's terms, is one man marrying, coming together, joining one life with one woman. Anything outside of that is not marriage in God's eyes, no matter uh, who has stated it's legal. It's illegal in God's eyes. So let's take a look at marriage, divorce, and remarriage today. In the book of Genesis 2.18, it reads as follows. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. Marriage in the Hebrew word is the word una. The definition is cohabitation with conjugal rights meaning one man and one woman unite in the bond of marriage before God. They now enjoy the undefiled bed of marriage, which is only for this bond. That is found in Hebrews 13.4. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. If you are a Christian, you want to make sure that you marry a Christian, for God has stated in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 14-18, not to marry an unbeliever. A Christian is not to marry somebody that is in the world's system. A Christian is not to marry someone that follows Lucifer, or you will be marrying destruction and receive destruction for that. You just don't want to do that. That would be foolish. And so that's found for us in the Bible very clearly, 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. If you are married to an unbeliever, here is your direction. It is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 12 through 16. But to the rest, I, not the Lord, speak. If any brother has a wife that believes not, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. And the woman which has a husband that believes not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband, else were your children unclean, but now are they holy. But if the unbelieving depart, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. But God has called us to peace. For what knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband? Or how knowest thou, O man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? So if you're married to an unbeliever, God is saying to stay because you never know, right? They might repent, be converted, and come out of the kingdom of hell and into the kingdom of God. God does permit divorce, and we are going to get into that later on in this study. Help meet in the Hebrew is the name Ezer. The definition is one who helps, one who assists and supports throughout the life of the marriage. When God gives you a mate, that mate is supposed to help you 
whether you're male or female. You come together to help each other. You come together to assist and support one another through life. Genesis 2.18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. So God is busy creating. God created you, and God will create, make your helpmate. God created Adam and gave him his life assignment. That is found in Genesis 2, 7 through 15. God formed Adam from the dust of the earth. He breathed life into him, and he gave him a relationship with himself. He gave him the boundaries of life the rewards and the consequences, and he gave him his work, his assignment to tend to the garden. And then we find in Genesis 2, 18 through 25, that God created Eve. He took Adam and he put him to sleep. He took a rib out of Adam and formed Eve. I'm sure that God spent time with Eve before giving Eve to Adam to give her the relationship needed between himself and her and her duties that she would be facing before she was taken to Adam. We can see God's boundaries. God had set up boundaries with consequences in the Garden of Eden. Genesis 2, 16 through 17 reads, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou may eat freely. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eats thereof, thou shalt surely die. The Garden of Eden, the Hebrew word is Eden, and the definition is pleasure, meaning the garden was a place of happiness, satisfaction, perfection, and enjoyment. And we can read in Genesis 3, 1 through 24, how Adam and Eve both disobeyed God and went with Lucifer to their own destruction. They were escorted out of God's presence. We can see then that in Genesis 3.1 how subtle the devil is. He came to them, he comes to us. As long as we're on the earth, we are inside what I call the garden party. All people attending. We have the Lord we have the humans and we have the devil roaming to and from the earth seeking whom he may devour. God has allowed the devil to do that up to a certain point because God wants people that choose him on purpose. Genesis 3.1, this Satan said, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast and that he said, Has God really said? Has God really stated that you... You, should, you shouldn't eat of this tree, you, 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 you'll die. You know, he made Eve doubt God. And Eve doubted God and took of the sin and ingested the sin, and then she handed it to her husband. That's the way it went. Instead of both parties involved, Adam and Eve obeying God, they resisted God and they embraced the devil. God's commands, consequences, and rewards still apply today. Isaiah 1, 19-20 If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. 
But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. We must believe God, what he said to us in the Bible. We won't know what he said if we don't read the Bible. We need to obey God by coming back to the word of God on a daily basis and read it and believe it and live accordingly to receive reward or consequence from God on earth and into eternity. Many in society do not understand the marital union God created. Let us look at this union through the eyes of scripture. Who is in charge? When you get married, you're going to have to know who's in charge here. Somebody's in charge. Well, God's order of authority is stated for us in Colossians 11.3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. So number one here, we have God is the head of Jesus, Colossians 11.3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. So we can see the order of authority, God and Christ. Number two, Christ is the head of husbands. Colossians 11.3, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, right there. So we have God, Christ, and man. Do you see the order of authority? And then we continue on to husbands are the heads of wives. Colossians 11.3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. So we have, Christ, we have God, we have Christ, we have man, and we have woman. This is the order of authority per God, per the scripture, per the covenants, the oath God has given humanity as found in the Bible. Submission is commanded and mandated. Submit. The Greek word for that is hypotoseo. The definition is to arrange under, to obey, to submit to one's control, to yield to one's admonition or advice, meaning Christians are commanded firstly to submit to God and then one another. We can clearly see the tragedy this caused in the first couple, Adam and Eve. All society, all humanity is commanded to submit to God, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, bring yourselves under God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We're all commanded to submit to God. Husbands need to submit to God. Adam should have submitted to God instead of disobeying him. Disobedience always causes regret. When you sin, confess and forsake your sin, and God, he will forgive you. That is found for us in 1 John 1, 8 through 10. Proverbs 28, 13 reads so nicely. He that covers his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. So we all need to realize that no sin is hidden from the eyes of God. There's many marriages out there that so much sin is going on in secret, but God sees 
everything done in your life. And he has clearly stated here that sin will not prosper. So if you're tired of the life you have, then you need to get into the lane called obedience under God. We need to realize that uh, when someone has found a wife, they have found favor with God. That is stated for us in Proverbs 18.22. Whoso finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. Isn't that nice? And we can go on to love. Husbands are to love and to cherish their wives. 1 Peter 3.7 Likewise, you husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered. It's very understandable. You know, the weaker vessel doesn't mean, the weaker vessel means physically. You know, women are strong. We're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Weaker is just that we're made more fragile. And if you want your prayers answered, husbands, you need to honor and love and cherish your wife. Ephesians 5, 25 through 29 reads, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loves his wife loves himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, even as the Lord, the church. Ephesians 5.33 Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Colossians 3.19 Husbands, love your wives. And be not bitter against them. So we can see clearly where God is commanding, giving charge, and ordering the life of the husband. And when you do things God's way, you will get good results. So if you're tired of getting bad results in your marriage, change lanes. Get in obedience to Christ. Husbands are also to enjoy their wife. Ecclesiastics 9.9 Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the, of the life of thy vanity, which he has given thee under the sun, all the days of thy vanity in this life, and in thy labor which thou takest under the sun. God is wanting us to live joyfully in marriage. Now wives, wives are to submit come underneath the husband. Because remember the order of authority, God, Christ, man, woman. We can clearly read that responsibility of the wife to submit under her husband as recorded in Ephesians 5, 22 through 24. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ 
is the head of the church, the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Colossians 3.18 Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Come underneath your husband as it is fit in the Lord. If you are not ready to submit, if you are not ready to come underneath the authority of a man, do not get married. A marriage out of submission on any level is not godly. This type of union will be deformed, unwhole, and ruined. It is never too late to restructure your home under the direction and commands of God. In so doing, your marriage will bloom and flourish as it is intended. We can see where the wives are to love their husbands, Ephesians 5.33. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. She is to love and respect him. She is to show honor to him and value him. And we can see that from the very beginning of time, that God is the God of order and submission. Good night. Realeron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Realeron today at www.realeron.org.